fucking lick the window, too. Dude. Hey, guys, welcome to Break Room Bullshit. I'm Gable. Hey, we're back. I'm Dave. We haven't been together in a long time. Yeah, this is a New Japan review. We haven't... Dude, how long has it been since we recorded an episode together? Two weeks, at least. It was before I went on vacation, right? Yeah, maybe three weeks. Wow, man. I just I just sit at home and record episodes by myself, drinking alcohol, and I'm like, Dave's not here to yell at me for drinking. Is that why they're so bad? Probably. Because <laughs> you're drinking. That's what it is. Yeah. In my defense, I wait to drink until I start the episode. So you had no excuse for them being bad now. You should have went with the alcohol. I mean, the end of the episode, that's when it gets a little forgiving. Uh, I'm sure they're fine. I'm yeah. sure they're fine. I uh, think it gets better the more I drink. Let's review title. I want to review title. Title. All right. All right, so we're going we're gonna to do some New Japan. We're doing their wrestling Dontaku. The uh, the last the, the actual two main shows, not the yes. road two. Yes, yes. Only we, a douchebag would review the road two episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm starting to realize I I don't think that many people watch them. Watch? They don't watch them? Yeah. You don't think? I mean, I'm sure there are people. I'm just I I think that I I'm willing to bet that more than fifty percent of the New Japan subscribers do not watch them. Oh wow, that's a lot. Probably a couple hundred. Wow. Well, I watch them mostly. 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 So let's uh, let's do this because it's uh, we're recording. It's currently six a.m. It's close enough, I guess. Yeah. It's hot in here. Yeah, it is. I can work on this. What are you gonna do? I turn the cold air on. Are you gonna make your car transform into like a transformer? Robots in in the guys. <laughs> inside guys. Inside Robots guys. inside guys. Ah! <laughs> Whatever. This isn't funny at all. <laughs> no. Um, we're two minutes in and this is already retarded. Yeah, it's normally... We, we're normally retarded much faster than two minutes. <laughs> we're normally retarded a good eight we seconds really, in. We really... Uh, blew, well, I was going to say blew our load early, but it sounds like we're blowing our load late here. Isn't, isn't blowing your load like the finish? Like, man, here we go. Yeah, it's we, like the like money we, shot, we already right? went to retard. That's we the already good part. Went, we already went limp. So our money load is just sucking. Wait, money load? Wait, what? Money our money shot, shot is yeah. just sucking. Yeah. Well, that's lame. Is. There it is. <laughs> it's time for the money shot. They just suck now. Cool. All right. It's getting worse. <laughs> that's because you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Seltzer water. All right. So, Wrestling Dentaku 2019 Night 1, the May 3rd show. The first match we have on here. Uh, what's the first? Yeah, you got the... <laughs> I got a ways to go, buddy. Yeah, let's go through most of the show. We're like five matches before we get to you. All right, Toa Hanare, uh, Yuya Imura, and uh, Yota Suji versus Tomaki Honma, Shota Umino, and Ren Narita. Uh, I, some I, of these matches, I have basically nothing. I really wish that for like the, the main shows, like these... like. Not the road too, but the the main Dantaku shows. But they would have like given like uh, the young lions a chance to have like a like a big singles match or something. Something that give them a, a nice spotlight. I think they had. You mean like against each other? Or sure, like against, against other each people. other, or maybe against like Hamna or something. They or, don't really have singles matches against people. I do know. They? That's I, that's what I wish they would do. Well, I guess he had one in the cup, but that was it. That's the only one I can even remember. The last time I like like there was this. Two young lions who were like putting each other in Boston crabs for like a, a rivalry. I don't know what ever happened to that. 
Yeah, I thought that there was a singles match with the Young Lions on one of the shows. I don't remember which one. But uh, but they didn't, yeah, they definitely didn't fight like any main roster guys in a single match, that's for sure. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Narita grabs Yumura off a rope check and hits his bridging belly-to-belly suplex. Homa, Umino, and Narita win by pinfall. They're really building that belly-to-belly suplex. Yeah, well, there's two of them. That one, there was also that fisherman suplex with the bridge the other one does. Is that Narita as well? Um, no, I think that's Umino that does that one. Okay. One of, yeah, one of them does a, a fisherman and one does a belly-to-belly. I haven't even noticed Umino's. It's just uh, Narita's. I think it might be Umino. One like- of well, one of them they win with it, so I think on the next show I'll see who it is. I think Rocky gets hard every time Narita does his his bridge or his belly to belly. It is Umino. Um, they both started doing them right around the same time too. They both started doing these bridging like pin moves. Okay. But, um, all right. Next up, we have Minoru Suzuki, uh, Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Takamichinoku versus Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, Ruski Taguchi, and Yoshihashi. Did I tell you I saw um, uh, Michinoku? Uh, Taka Michinoku on uh, I think you did what was it Judgment Day yeah it was Nin- a young, it was a young Judgment one. Day 98 it, the light heavyweight title maybe it was Raw it may have been Raw or something probably fighting for that light heavyweight title I bet yeah something something was he feuding with Brian Christopher is that who he was fighting it up no, no I think it was was that one of the guys from that vampire cult no I think it was one of the guys from that vampire cult thing and I think Edge there's a moment probably Christian yeah, I think there was a moment where Edge was, like, standing up in the crowd, and, like, they, like, looked at him, and they're like, oh, my God, there's Edge, and everyone was like, whoa, we're not paying attention to the match now. They don't even know who that guy was yet. Edge doesn't even matter. Edge wasn't even then. that big of a deal, then. No. All right, so Suzuki put Taguchi's helmet on Taguchi backwards, covering his face, and then they were outside the ring, and Taguchi just started crawling away, not being able to see. He's just, like, blindly crawling with his face covered by the uh, helmet. I thought it would have been pretty funny here if, like, Taguchi just, like, for the rest of the match was just crawling around the arena, <laughs> like, not being able to see. And, like, you would just be watching the match and you just see him, like, crawl past in the background or something. <laughs> like crawling in between in, in between fans' chairs. Yeah, exactly. Like, like their nachos or something. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, what the fuck? I thought that would have been very funny, but they didn't, they didn't do that. <laughs> Eating their nachos. He's just rummaging through their purse. Yeah. Just stealing stuff, and he actually does steal stuff, too. That'd be good. So, um, Tiger Mask hits the Tiger Driver on Taka, but Taka kicks out. Taka hits the Michinoku Driver on Tiger Mask. Suzuki-Goon wins by pinfall. I was not expecting Taka to get the pin here, so it was kind of surprising Taka to me. Taka never gets the pin. No. Uh, they were one recently? Right here. I don't like, before... Okay. Fuck it. They were really selling a, a knee injury here to Tiger Mask. I'm not sure if it was like a shooter or work, but I think it was a work. Um, they may be setting up some sort of story with that for the Super Junior Tournament. Already sounds like or, a work. Where he goes into it with a uh, something wrong with his knee in the tournament. So, and then he wins it for no reason. Wins what? The tournament. I don't think Tiger Mask is winning no tournament. He's winning Get out the of here. tournament. Get out of here. So now we have. Uh, they're talking about the six years of the Bullet Club, where they're wearing these robes. I'm pretty sure, weren't they wearing the robes for the five-year anniversary at the last year yeah, of wrestling they, in Tokyo? they wore it last year, and then Cody yeah. got mad because he didn't get one, and that's, that's right. when the, the Cody-Kenny feud was going on. Yeah, I thought I thought I remembered that, so it's kind of cool. I guess they're going to do that every year until they, the Bullet Club dies, which it never, will never die. Not, not as long as it's selling merchandise that's at one. right. All right, so next up we have Gorillas of Destiny and Hikaleo versus Togi Makabe, Toriyano, and Will Ospreay. Uh, Osprey goes for a handspring move off the ropes, but gets cracked with a Jado Kendo stick shot. 
Osprey hits the Oss Cutter on Hikaleo. Osprey Makabanyana win by pinfall. So this is two nights in a row that uh, Osprey won with the Oss Cutter. Uh, so they're doing a good, a good job of building the move back up to like a finisher, keeping it so it can be like a serious threat and maybe have some false finishes with it. That's one of the great things about New Japan is like, and there's several, even just in these two shows, there's several examples of wrestlers introducing new moves as finishers or building moves back up. So it's not like, it changes the matches up, so it's not mm. the same fucking shit every time, like in WWE. Dude, the 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 in match story, t- uh, the yeah, the in ring storytelling is light years beyond any oh, other company. So much better. Light years. I took a um, a twenty second clip from the Dragon Lee, which we'll be talking about the Dragon Lee um, Ishimori match, and I was just showing it to people at work today, being like, "This is what good wrestling is." They're like, "Damn, that's crazy." I'll tell you the the sequence we're gonna go over in the match, but dude, there that match and the 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 next night the Osprey the one with Osprey oh, too, yeah. like there are multiple points where I'm like there's so much happening that yeah. if I tried to take notes I would be sitting here for like like 20 minutes to get like a a, a 10 second segment. So I, I hit, there's a lot of rewinding and pausing when yeah, I take I don't notes. do that. This is why Dave has better notes. Um, they're marginally better. Uh, Kelly says that uh, at one point here in the show, Kevin Kelly says that LIJ stays off the apron during tag matches so they aren't blocking the fans' view. I was like, so that's why everyone in New Japan is always standing on the ground and on the apron. I was like, holy shit, it explains it now. I've always wondered why they do that in New Japan. Like, they're never standing on the apron. Like, 75% of the time in tag matches, they sit on the on the ground. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool they do that. So they're not blocking the fans' view. And it makes sense because they have so many multi-man tag matches in New Japan that they would do it. So that's interesting. Interesting little bit of info. A little bit of trivia. Yeah, I, 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 I want to adjust my boxers here. All right? And I, 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 like, it felt weird. And then I, I just, I did some digging. Dude, there is a giant hole in my boxers right now. I, I am funny. basically not wearing them. Oh, that's pretty odd. This is upsetting. Well, let's talk about how great it is. That, that I'm, that I'm we, distracted by it. That we, I, I can tell that we found that what we found out about Kevin Kelly about why they don't sit on the apron isn't that great? Great that we found that out. Yeah, that's just great. <laughs> no, that that is uh, that is uh, it's good an interesting news. piece of information. I never even like like there. even like bothered to ask myself that. Dude, whenever we first started watching, like, we totally discussed this. We did? Yes. I was like, dude, how come they never fucking stand on the apron? Like, what if someone needs to tag real quick? This is, doesn't make any sense. Why do they do that? This is, like, Dave's, like, where he needs, like, explanations for, for everything thing. I just thought, stop caring and I don't ask questions. Why? I don't know, because I can uh, be dumber and enjoy it better. Ignorance is bliss, man. Interesting. I like some bliss. So. You say so. Larry, Larry, uh... I'm gonna throw this... name? Larry Steve. Larry Steve. I'm gonna throw this right back on you whenever we're, like, doing something and you're like, this doesn't make sense in one explanation. I'm like, remember, Gable? Remember that you don't, you can't was, complain. You I just was, gotta move I, on and I forget was, it. I was just trying to make you feel better, man. I'm gonna throw it in your, in your eyeball. I was just trying to make you feel better. Alright, next up we have Tetsuya Naito, Bushi, and Shingo Takagi versus Kota Bushi and Rapungi 3K. The first note I have here is that New Japan is great. Uh, Shingo is undefeated currently. So, uh, you yeah. think that this streak is going to end in this tournament? I mean, it's I, I would, got, I would it think so. To. If Unless, it doesn't, then he's going to go undefeated in this tournament and win it. I think he'll win the tournament. And the other, I mean, 
he could make it to the finals undefeated and lose his streak in the finals and lose. There's a lot of possibilities with his, this story of his undefeated streak they could do with this tournament. It's very interesting. I'm curious where they're going to go with it. Hmm. Now yeah, you have me thinking. I know. I was like, I got to make a note of this. This is interesting. I wonder what they're going to do. This is interesting stuff this here. This is interesting. Interesting. Ibushi hits the Nakamura running knee, followed by the Kamagoye on Bushi. Ibushi and Rapungi 3K win by pinfall. Now, after the match here, Naito and Ibushi both cut promos about when they're going to have their match. Ibushi says, name the time and place. Then Naito makes a joke about having it tomorrow, but they already have a match book, so they can't. And then nothing happens, and it was pointless. <laughs> and I was like, cool, what was the point of that? And then they left. Dude, whenever Naito, at the beginning, very beginning of the tournament, like, there was, uh, Naito was like, oh yeah, someone's going to come out to challenge you. And then no one came out, and he's like, oh yeah, it's me. And I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. Wait, tournament? What are you talking about? Or the beginning of the tour. Like, one of the very first nights. Oh, I do. End. I remember this. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, all right, Abushi, someone's going to come out and challenge you. And then, like, we're all waiting. I remember that, yeah. Standing around. And then no one came out. He's like, I guess it's me. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, okay. That was weird. Yeah, I was like, was, was someone supposed to come out? Or is he just fucking with us? What he's the being, fuck? He's being weird. He's being tranquilo. Yeah, tranquilo. Tranquilo. All right, next up we have a match that you watched. The next three matches you watched. I did this. Wait, never mind. You watched no. two of them. No, you watched three of the four next matches. All okay. right. Jay White, Bad Luck Folly, and Chase Owens versus Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, and Mikey Nichols. Dude, Mikey Nichols is the only Mikey in New Japan now. Now that Big Mike moved to uh, Impact. What yeah. about... Okay, you're forgetting. Really? Yeah, but, he's in- yeah, but you're forgetting about Mikey Hanzepay. Oh, you're being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he, but Big Mike is on Impact, which I cover on my other show, oh. which airs once a week, oh. which you can listen to oh. also on this feed. Okay, then. 316. Every, awesome. Every, 316. every Thursday or Friday-ish. How about this Tonga massage parlor? That's the thing now. Dude, <laughs> I am over this. It's funny. Well, what, what, I got real mad the one time. I, I talked about it on the show that you weren't on. I, I thought it was, it, it, at least, I don't know if they did it this time. I can't remember. But I got mad because the ref was just kind of bullshitting with the guy who's, the guy's teammate who's getting stepped on. And I hate when they do that because I'm like, why are you, like, like, why is this becoming such a thing where you're standing over there for like 20 seconds? See, that happens. All I know, the time it's so like fucking dumb. Match. It's so yeah. dumb. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. The refs are stupid, dude. It, it's such, It's like Red Shoes like, like instructs all of them to do this. This is a total Red Shoes move. Dude, like every promotion of every wrestling show anywhere in any tag match always does this It's everywhere. so fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's so, dude, it's so funny because like the bad guys will be standing there like the good guy will run into the ring and then the ref will go over there and the bad guys jump him it happens like every match like the one good guy is getting Eiffel Towered by the two bad guys and the the ref's yelling at the other good guy for no reason at all well he can't turn around and see it (laughs) well obviously it's incapable can we write a better reason can we do some sort of writing or or brainstorming where we get a better reason you just gotta forget about it and move on okay (laughs) you just gotta move on man (laughs) There's a, there's a funny spot here where I Chase was coming back. where Chase was doing it came back so soon. 
There's a funny spot where Chase was doing Juice's punches, and Juice yells, that's my shit. Don't do my shit. Yeah. And it really popped me, and I felt weird getting popped by Juice because he's so annoying and not funny. Yeah, I really, I, I, I've been trying really hard lately to, to like the like the face and dislike the heel, and Bullet Club's obviously the heel. Yeah, and, I, and I can't do that. I, I had the easiest time doing that with Juice uh, during this match. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know that's why. I really, I'm really coming around on him. You've always liked him. I'm the yeah, one but that hates no, him. No, I was always neutral on him, but I'm uh, really like going like towards like oh, yeah, I like. Uh, it also helped that I listened to who the fuck was, he was on Jericho's podcast. I, I I really liked what he had to say about a lot of stuff. I can't take when he just like acts and looks fucking retarded. Although, like whenever he goes, he's just like he does this and just like I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, you look like a fucking idiot. And I, then when he's like, come on, baby, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. He's just peacocking. Oh he, my he, god, he's strutting around. And then he screams, come on, baby. I'm like, just shut your fucking Although, mouth, guy. The one thing he said in Jericho's uh, podcast was really douchey. He was talking about when he left NXT. And he, he, he uh, Jericho was like, "Well, did you even like like tell like uh, H you were leaving or anything?" And he's like, "Nah, I mean, I probably should have, but fuck that." And he's he's just that's kind of douchey. I'm like, man, you, you gotta at least tell your boss. Yeah, I mean, really. I guess Triple H was busy with like a bunch of like uh, pay per view stuff around that time, but like, I mean, you still gotta. I don't know. He brought you in, and he expected to like help you out. I mean, you can see how much care he puts into that. Yeah. I would have at least said something to him. Yeah, it does definitely seem douchey. Um, or I, I'm about to go to the finish. You anything in the middle of this match? Here? You want to bring bring on the money shot? All right, the finish I thought was really good. There's a great sequence involving almost all the guys just doing moves, taking turns. Juice reverses the package power driver from Chase, and then after some great back and forth, he hits Pulp Friction. Juice, Goto, and Nichols win by pinfall. All right. So then Juice is in the ring celebrating. And is interrupted by a really fucking cool video of someone in a bar watching Juice on TV with knives, carving an hourglass into the counter, and then the words "Time's Up" come on the screen, and it shows the date six five nineteen. I thought this fucking video was awesome. I really liked it. Yeah, that was very well done. Like, remember the Lij video they did? It was really fucking yeah, cool. Dude. Like their videos are really well produced and done. Yeah, like they're the, really the, good. Teases for their teases for upcoming. Yeah, time. they're like vignettes and stuff. They're really the, well vignettes. done. Vignettes. That's a good word. I like yeah, that. I made it up. I made it up. I think I even texted you that word earlier. Why didn't I? Think I, I made it up, so I don't see how you could have done uh, that. That's right. Okay. You're right. You're right. All right. You got anything else on that one? Um. Yeah. I mean, I texted you about that. that Theory I liked, but I don't think it's true. Uh, yeah, no, well, like I said, Meltzer said who it was on one of his shows. He did say, okay, it's yeah. confirmed then. I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't hear myself. Tito said that Meltzer said who it was. Whenever, I don't know, whenever I went to Google it, like there were like four different sites I went to, and none of them knew who the fuck it would, like, really was. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll see what he says. And if, if he's like, he thinks who it is, I, dude, it would be awesome if that's what it was. Like, if Finley came back as a bad guy. And because him and Juice were like fucking, yeah, fucking married, Buddies. Yeah. and then Mikey, whatever his name, shows up and then kicks. Oh, uh, they could they could the easily picture. tell a story there. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I mean the story is pretty much built in there. Yeah. Um, what what was I gonna say? I don't know. Oh, except uh, Finley's German and he's not British. That's a problem. Because there's a, the the Union Jack on the guy's jacket. I thought he was Irish. 
Uh, I looked it up. He was German. Really? Because I thought he was like related to Fit Finley. Fit Finley's Irish. Isn't that like his yeah, dad? No, you're you're being an, a, a dumbass. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong, aren't you? Is that what happened here? Yes. Oh, you son of a bitch. You had me doubting my wrestling Duntaku knowledge. All right, next up we have Kazuchi Okada and Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil and Sonata. Dude, these these are going right in the trash when we get when I get home. What? Um, these these, these underwears, uh, it's it's fucking my day up. Oh, that's fucked up. You'll survive. Uh, evil hits everything is evil on Ishii. They got me with a false finish here with a fucking clothesline by Ishii because New Japan is great. Uh, evil reverses Ishii's brain buster. Evil and Sonata hit magic killer. Evil has been using the Scorpion Deathlock in, on this tour as a finisher. Um, another example of them introducing new moves as finishers. And the announcers do a great job telling the story that the move is Ishii's mentor's move. And Evil is using his mentor's move against them. Oh, that's 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 devilish right there. Evil locks in the Scorpion Deathlock on Ishii. And all I can think as I'm watching this is there's absolutely no way Ishii is going to lose via submission since they're fighting in a singles match tomorrow. He's not going to lose to him here. At the same time, Evil has him in the submission. Sonata locks the skull in on Okada at the same time. And then they ring the bell, and Evil and Sonata win by submission because Ishii lost by submission. Huh. I was like, holy shit, I was not expecting that. And then the, the announcers do an amazing job here uh, saying that the referee confirmed this was a stoppage and Ishii did not quit. They just stopped the match. And I was like, they did a great job of protecting Ishii there. This was very well done. Uh, yeah. Very well done. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I'm picking yes. up what you're putting down. All right, next up we have Jeff Cobb, the current champion, versus Taichi for the Never Open Weight Championship. And the first thing we have here is Miho, baby. Oh, yeah. Miho Yabe. Yeah. And then we also have Taka and Kanamaru there, too. Guess it really pays to be in a faction that isn't chaos. People are there to help you. Um, <laughs> Taichi does his thing here in the beginning where he leaves the ring and won't fight. I'd be leaving the ring, too, if Miho was out there. Um, Taichi. <laughs> you see whenever Taichi just, like, touches Red Shoes, and then Red Shoes, like, ducks and covers like a volcano's coming or something. Yeah. So Suzuki-kun can just start beating up Cobb on the outside. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Dude, Red Shoes are probably distracted for days. All I could think about was South Park when they're like, duck and cover when a volcano's coming. <laughs> and I was like, I think he's trying to avoid a volcano because he's just on the ground covering his head. I'm like, what is he doing that for? Why does he do that? He does that. Yeah. Um, there's an awesome spot where Cobb gives Tai Chi a gut wrench suplex, and he holds on for a second gut wrench, then holds on for the third but turns into a power driver. It's a really cool spot. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dude, I remember I wanted to take a note about that, but then I was too far past it, and I was like, fuck it, it'll fuck everything up if I try to rewind right now. Like, <laughs> okay, I can't do that. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, Cobb hits the Aloha Slam and goes for Tour of the Islands, but Taichi holds onto the ropes. Goes for Tour of the Islands again, and it's reversed into a roll-up, which is really fucking cool. I've never really seen that reversal of that move. Taichi gives Cobb, kick, Taichi kicks Cobb in the dick after pushing Red Shoes, and then the Gato Clutch for a great false finish. Taichi then hits Black Mephisto, and he wins by pinfall and is the new Never Openweight Champion. He Dude, did it. When Red Shoes counts three here, I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, that's it? I was not expecting him to win. <laughs> that's I was not expecting him to win there. That's how it always happens. When you're expecting that three count to be kicked out of it, and it just Dude, doesn't. And like, I thought for sure he was kicking out of that. I thought it was great. I also love that uh, Taichi still hasn't used the Iron Glove. 
and saving it oh, for like yeah. a special occasion, so it's going to make it more important. Did you bring it out? He, he brought it out, and the announcers even pointed out that he had it and hadn't used it yet. So I think it was really cool that they're doing that. I, I completely forgot about yeah. that. The old iron glove. The old iron fist. Yeah. The old Iron Army, or whatever they call it in the Game of Thrones, the best show ever that's not overrated. Next up, we have Dragon Lee, the current champion, versus Taichi Ishimori for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ishimori hits the coolest crucifix bomb I've ever seen. I watched this thing like 10 times. You know what I'm talking about? You know what a crucifix pin is? And he basically did like a bomb and just like fucking flipped him onto the mat really hard. It was cool. I'm falling. Yeah, no, you're not. Okay. He fucking did. He picked him up by the arms and then... <laughs> by the arms. Him. Well, yeah, like a crucifix. <laughs> he should be a commentator. Yeah. He picked him up by the arms and he slammed him. <laughs> I, uh, he slammed him down onto the mat. I'm not good at explaining things. You can fuck off. This is so funny. Um, holy fuck, this was cool. Ishimori is standing on the apron. Dragon Lee's in the ring. Dragon Lee runs and jumps over the top rope and hits a hurricane run to Ishimori off the apron to the floor. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, there's an awesome spot where they're on the floor. Ishimori bounces off the ropes upside down and then arm drags Dragon Lee into the guardrail. That was really cool. And next up, we have the greatest sequence ever here. This is the one that I recorded and was showing people at work. This is a lightning fast pace. These guys are flying. Uh, I believe Dragon Lee hits a super kick. Ishimori hits a bicycle kick. Then there's a snap German, a Canadian destroyer, and it ends with Dragon Lee powering Ishimori up into a falcon arrow. Yeah, that's exactly my notes. Is that what you have too? Yeah. I'm sorry that you didn't do no, you that did all good. that work. I mean, you had, you had more detail. Yours uh, was way better. Yeah, dude, I love that fucking sequence. It was, it was so it cool. It was fantastic. It was. Um, do you have it? Let's watch it right now. I do have it. I, oh, I, yeah, we're going to watch it right now. I purposely did this so it would Dude, we're at so we 25 could... minutes. This is insane. We're doing great. We're going to have to save after this minute. We're match. doing great. Look at that. Oh, here comes, here comes some kicks. Oh, yeah, the clothesline. Jesus. I know. Oh, my God. I don't know how those don't kill them when they take those. Well, I mean, oh, my I God. That was great. Someone. That's true. This was so cool. Oh my god, it was so Dude. great. It is so great. Dude, this is New Japan's fucking great. That was like Justin. This this is New Japan. This is good wrestling. You should watch this. <laughs> this is why you should not be watching the 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 <laughs> the, 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 the wild card superstar shakeup. It's so dumb. <laughs> we have this, or you can watch the wild card. Cool. We'll, we'll guarantee you at least two Alexa Bliss segments a week just to fill time on a three-hour show. Oh my god. All right, where are we at here? Um... Uh, Ishimori had Dragon Lee in a cross face forever. It got to the point that I was convinced he might actually tap out here. Dragon Lee hits, I don't know how this this was pronounced, but this new Kodora, which is a vertical suplex into a power bomb. It's his finishing move. Then Dragon Lee wins by pinfall. Dave, Dave explain the finishing move, please. <laughs> I, I didn't know says? what the fuck it was. I yeah, just... he like he lifted him up for like a vertical suplex and just dropped him into a power bomb. It was really cool. Um, he, he wins and is still the champion. This match, I thought this match was fucking amazing. Yeah. I love this match. Loved it. Dude, you see they put up the Ishimori, or not Ishimori, the, uh, Takahashi versus Dragon Lee match from, like, a few years ago. Really? Up on there. Do, do you think that, like, they just threw it up as, like, a free, free match. Do you think that means that they're, 
probably getting people ready. Dude, are you kidding me? For are, you, are you kidding me? What? Dude, when I, my, my notes I first had was, I thought that Takahashi was fucking coming back on this show. Oh, dude, with, the, with his entrance attire? Dude, they showed, like, in the video package, they showed Takahashi in the video package. They showed him in Dragon Lee. He comes out with his mask on. The commentators mentioned him, like, five fucking times. They kept talking about him. Yeah. I thought that Dragon Lee was going to win. Takahashi was going to come out after after the, the match was over. I think they're definitely I, building something. I also thought that. And they kept saying how Dragon Lee, even in Dragon Lee's promo at the end, he said that he's hold, he's he's uh, holding the belt for Takahashi when he comes back and all this. I'm like, yeah, they're definitely going to be doing something. I wonder, I, I wonder he like... He did that thing where he says, like, more, more, more. Yeah. 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 And I wonder, like, because, I, I mean, I know they wrestled tons. Like, I wonder how, like... If, like, Takahashi was pissed about it, I mean, it was an accident, you know what yeah. I mean? But, like, I always wonder, like, if they're, like, mad about it or, like, if they're still, like, good friends or if they even were friends. I'm always just curious knew, like, like, it was just a fuck-up. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's take a, let's break here and, uh, save. Let's take a save. We're back. We're back. All right, so, Are you, you know, sleep now? What? What? Yeah, you're tired as fuck, you little pussy. Yeah. Three, three, three. What's that mean? Uh, that's not right. Really? Yeah, it's five minutes ahead. Six. Six. Seven. Five minutes. All right. Wrestling Duntaku 2019 Night 2, the May 4th show. I'm going to say since it can't be May 3rd because the other one was May 3rd. This is May 4th. All right. First up, we have Yoda Suji and Yuya Yumura versus Shoto Umino and Ren Narita. Uh, this is what I was talking about earlier. Umino hits his bridging fisherman suplex on Suji for this one. And Umino and Narita win by pinfall. So each night they did their, their finisher. And there's that. Alright, next, moving on, moving along here. Tiger Mask, Yoshihashi, Jeff Cobb, Ruski Taguchi, and Toa Hanare. So many people. Versus Suzuki, Taichi, Desperado, Kanemaru, and Takamichinoku in a 10-man tag. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Weren't, the, weren't these tag matches for the Road 2 show? Like, why are we having them on the main cards? You can't have all singles matches on the main cards. Come on. I mean, they can be tag team matches or like 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 actual six man matches. But like, is this? You said this was a ten man match. Ten man, bro. That's, dude, that's kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, Cobb hits tore the islands on Taka. Taichi hit Han Hanari with a super kick. I wish I would have recorded this super kick. Hanari took this super kick like a fucking champ, dude. He like did a flip when he took it. It looked amazing. I mean, it looks super devastating. Yeah, Suzuki Goon won by pinfall. I'm ready for Hanare to get like a like a little mini push. Like he, he doesn't have something. to win, but like I wanna I wanna see him challenge for something. I'm not a big fan of his gimmick. I don't know. I've never been a big fan I mean, of that type his, of gimmick. His gimmick's not great, but yeah. I I like his I don't know his wrestling. I guess. Um, that's that's weird. Fuck like, you. You like wrestling? What's wrong with you? I like to see this guy wrestle. Next up, we have Jushin Thunder Lager, Togi Makabe, and Toru Yano. He retired. No. What's what are you when's talking that? about? Dude, he's retiring at Wrestle Kingdom. I thought he was retiring. This is his retirement. Taku. No, he's retiring at next year's Wrestle Kingdom. Is his last show, dude? I was so confused. Oh, you're a clown of ass. Yeah, let's go back and rewrite the the podcast I recorded because I was confused. Oh boy, Jushin Thunder Liger, Togi Makabe, and Toriyano versus Gorillas of Destiny and Jado. Yano pushes the ref into Jado and low blows Jado, rolls him up. Yano, Lager, and Makabe win by pinfall. <laughs> Not a lot of notes for some of these ones, I'll tell you that. There That's all right. There wasn't really much to them, to be honest. All right, next up we have 
Jay White, Bad Luck Fale, Hikaleo, and Chase Owens versus Juice, Honma, Goto, Goto, and Mikey Nichols. You know what I finally realized in this match about Honma when I saw him? Mostly when I saw him doing his, like hitting his head. <laughs> I realized how much he reminds me. He reminds me of Eugene from WWE. Remember? Yeah, because he was a retarded. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Eugene. I even looked up a video. I was like, dude, he's basically like a Japanese Eugene. Did Eugene do the Kokashi? No, but many other attributes of Honma Eugene has. Like being retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Those are it. Those ones. That's the one. Yeah. Juice hits the left hand of God, followed by Pulp Friction. Juice, Honma, Goto, Goto and... Um, Nichols by pinfall. Unfortunately, you could see this finish coming from like a mile away. Like Juice's team, you know how like a lot of times in the finish when they when they go for the pin, you see the teammates trying to get in but they're being held back by the other guys. Yeah. Well, like a minute before the finish happens, you see Juice's team holding the Bullet Club guys from getting into the ring. Forever, I'm like, okay, so here comes the finish. And you're just Dude. waiting and waiting. I fucking talked about this in the last episode. Did I'm, you? I, I was talking about like, like, I, like I appreciate like the, the storytelling of them being held back, but like sometimes when you have such a clear shot of them being held back, you kind of know that they're like, hey, look, look at this. They're yeah, being held back. Yeah, but they usually back. don't do it so early. Is the thing that's the thing is the timing of it. Like it, it just kind of they, they need to like kind of start it right whenever they're going for the pinfall a couple seconds early. You yeah, know what I mean? Uh, like you're saying like they did it for a while. Oh, dude, it was literally okay. like I'm not exaggerating. Like 30 seconds before the finish, they're holding them. I'm like, dude, this is bad. Dude, I was just talking about like like in unless they're doing it to trick you because there's sometimes when they hold them that the guy kicks out and you're like, oh shit, I thought it was over because he's holding I it. also propose that as yeah, well. Yeah, but but there's sometimes where I'm like, man, this is just a, it's such a clear shot and I expect it like to yeah. be the finish and it does end up being the finish. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, occasionally they do throw in the one where it shocks you. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess why am I complaining? Because it, it it's all part of their mind fuckery. So it's, doing, it's, it's getting, good. It's getting the job done. All right. Never mind. I'm going to shut the fuck up. All right. Up. You can talk now. Uh, Jay White, okay, after the match, this was really fucking funny. So Jay White's, like, slowly walking out, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's annoyed and he's pissed. He's just, like, kind of slowly walking to the back. He just, here, you can, you can be, uh, you can be Umino. He just walks past, just goes, just, like, slaps (laughs) Umino like that, like, so fucking lazily. He does the same thing to Yumura, like, to both of them as he walks past, just slaps him. It was so fucking funny. Like a cat who's just, like. Playing and pawing. Yeah, but like a little harder, but clearly not enough to hurt them. Dude, Umino took it and like fucking got on his knees. I'm like, calm down, guy. <laughs> I was like, he barely touched you. But it was really fucking funny. I mean, I'm sure that there, there's people telling them like, listen, if, if someone fucking hits you out there, you got to sell that shit. Well, dude, you're a young lion. You don't want to do the wrong thing and not right. sell for someone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Who's going to believe that the, the young lion nestled a fucking hit from uh, Okada or something? Yeah, really. All right, so um, as as Juice is on the ramp leaving, they show that video again, which uh, I really enjoy. It's a I, cool tease. I did catch that. Yes. Okay, yeah, because this was the next match you watched this one. Yeah. Will, Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee versus Taiji Shimori and the debuting El Fantasmo. I got to say, I was like... I was impressed. 
I didn't really know what to expect, and I was like, ah, I hope he's cool. Yeah, I was definitely impressed by him. He wasn't like a, like, I was, I was afraid that his, like, whole rave gimmick was gonna be, like, really annoying. Yeah. Um, it was not, and I thought his intro music, the, the remix, the techno remix of the, the Kubrick Bullet Club theme. I liked it. I, I did, it, it yeah. was really cool. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the commentators mentioned in the beginning here that Osprey and Phantasma are friends, and Osprey seems disappointed he joined Bullet Club. Osprey tries to shake Phantasmo's hand, and Phantasmo too sweets Osprey's forehead. <laughs> that so funny. That's pretty funny. Um, Phantasmo is something really funny later too, which we'll we'll discuss. But Phantasmo at one point, Phantasmo grabs Osprey's hand and walks the ropes like fucking halfway around the fucking ring. Um, he kicks Dragon Lee in the head while he's doing the rope walk. And then he does some fancy jumping and a flying head scissors to Osprey. This was very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff from him in this match. Um, equally impressive is whenever he... Because as he's doing this rope walk, he's he's obviously he's holding Osprey's arm. Yeah. To make it look... But, I mean, clearly Osprey's helping him balance. Hel- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, later, he goes to the top turnbuckle... Without anyone's help, he walks the ropes to the fucking middle and does a fucking moonsault to the outside. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Which was really fucking impressive. Some cool shit. Yeah. Uh, there was a sweet double-team move where Ishimori gives Osprey a code breaker and holds him bent over, and Phantasma comes off the top with a moonsault to Osprey's back. That was kind of unique. I've never really seen that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Osprey goes for the os cutter, and Phantasma super kicks him in the head in midair. It's a cool spot. Uh, Phantasma has his finisher on Osprey. I don't know the name of it. I couldn't really find the name when I looked it up, but it's basically uh, he has him in a pile driver position and just falls forward with a modified face buster. And the Bullet Club wins by pinfall here. And then one of the funniest things I've ever well, seen. Well, who takes the fucking pin? What? They, they let Phantasma take the pin on Will fucking Osprey. I think yeah. that's a big deal. Well, they're both in the tournament. Yeah. So they're both in the Super Juniors tournament. Uh-huh. So there's definitely, I feel like there's definitely going to be something more with that in the tournament. But one of the funniest things I've ever seen, Osprey's laying on the mat and Phantasma grabs an ice pack and just teabags Osprey with it, which is really <laughs> funny. Do you I see that? that no. He's holding it where his balls are and just starts teabagging Osprey. <laughs> I was laughing very hard. Yeah, I definitely, I, I like that they gave Phantasma the pin here. It was a um, very good he, debut for him, very strong. If this strong. was WWE, he, he would have just eaten the pin and, and lost the match for the yeah. other team. And he'd have lost the body. That's his debut. Mustache. Yeah. Um, all right, you have anything else to add to that match? He'd take an attitude gesture from John Cena, and that'd be the match. Yeah, it'd be it'd be quite a... Uh... Oh, my God, it would be so bad. Yeah, look at Ricochet. He, yeah. lo- he lost the Bobby Roode's mustache for no Dude, reason. I still can't believe what you told me about Bailey, where she loses two weeks in, the, in a row and then gets to get to the money in the bank yeah, match. it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, Alvarez was talking about how, like, they used to actually have qualifying matches to be in money in the bank. And now Money in the Bank is just comprised by a bunch of fucking geeks and losers. They just lose a bunch of matches, and they're like, these people are in the Money in the Bank. And you're like, whatever. It's because they want they want an underdog, but, I mean, it's fucking dumb. Is it an underdog, though, when there's six fucking underdogs all fighting each That's other? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's stupid. It, it, it's, it's WWE logic. Yeah. All right, next up we have the same match as the first night. Tetsuya Naito, Ibushi, and Shingo Takagi versus Kota Ibushi and Rapungi 3K. 3K, 3K, 3K. 3K, all three of them. Uh, Naito hits Gloria on Ibushi, and Ibushi lands fucking hard on the back of his head and neck. It was very scary. So on this tour, 
uh, they've mentioned this numerous times. Numerous. The commentators have been telling the story of how dangerous Naito and Ibushi's singles matches have been, and how far they're going and someone could get seriously hurt, which is what's really happening in their matches. They are dangerous. So how about instead of making a story out of this, they just stop almost killing each other. That'd be preferable. They don't. They, I don't understand. Like they don't need to do these moves where they land on their fucking head. Nah. Their matches will still be equal, just as amazing. I don't understand. It's unnecessary. Um, Naito hits Destino on Yo. Lij wins by pinfall. And then Naito jokes about how they didn't have their match tonight, as the night before he mentioned that they couldn't because it was booked, and he apologized to the fans. And then he challenges Ibushi at Dominion. So it sounds like they're gonna have their ma- their next match oh, at dude, Dominion. Dominion's coming yeah, up. It is. That's where Kenny won. Yeah, that's where he won the title. Um, Tanahashi then comes out in a surprise appearance for a promo. I guess he just got uh, out of the hospital. He had to get surgery on his elbow or some such shit. Uh, says he will be coming back on June 5th. What a fucking pussy. Which I was kind of worried. I was like, I hope he's back in time for that G1 show. I wanted to be there so if I could meet him because I didn't get to meet him yet. Uh, Jay White comes down in a, in a, after Tanahashi's promo. Cuts a promo of his own and then just attacks Tanahashi and beats his ass. So, he beat him up real good. Beat him. Beat him in the ass. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't... I hope Jay White's just not, like, fucking out of the fucking main scene now after having his, like, run. You yeah, know I mean? I'm, I, I'm also scared of that. Yeah. Um, they just have so many people and so many places they can go. Like, I mean, they could have a program with Osprey in the world title. There's so many, like, oh, there's just so many people. All right, so... Next up, we have Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. You watch this one, right? Yes. They start off by exchanging 62 elbows, which I counted. Yeah, I, I was hoping you would because I just said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of elbows. Um, Ishii is doing a great job in this match, selling his knee from the Scorpion Deathlock, being on him so long from the night before. They did a great job with that. Sells his lower back some, too. I have not seen this spot in a while. Evil did the old chair around the neck and then knocks it off with another yeah. chair. It's been a while since we've seen that. Dusted that one off. Yeah, which is cool. It's like, don't do the same shit every fucking match. Yeah. Like, don't do stuff for a while, then put, bring it back. Put it, put it away, bring it back out. Exactly. Dude, this, this, nice to have a good rotation. That's why this isn't WWE. It's actually good. Um, <laughs> Evil gets Ishii in the Scorpion Deathlock, but Ishii eventually gets to the ropes. Ishii then puts Evil in the Scorpion Deathlock. Evil also makes it to the ropes eventually. Ishii reverses everything as evil twice, and they both kill each other with clotheslines and then collapse in opposite corners. I really thought that was a cool spot. I really enjoyed that. Uh, lots of reversals, and evil hits a half-and-half half suplex. This match is great. Uh, Ishii hits the brain buster. Ishii wins by pinfall. I, was, I fucking love this match. Yeah, I, I love the angle with the Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was it was great in-ring storytelling. Yep, very well done. I th- especially thought the last five to ten minutes was especially great, but this was a really good match. That's, yeah. All right. And next up we have our main event. Kazuchika Okada, the champion versus Sonata for the IWGP heavyweight title. Dude, how about Sonata's, Sonata's fucking... Mohawk being gone. First, first note I have here: Sonata with a different look and ring attire. I liked it. 
Yeah. That lame mohawk is gone. I added that after the text. Dude, that, that I didn't initially that say that. That helps with the psychology of the match, too. Because it makes you think that, like, you read maybe... read my mind. Maybe, maybe Dude. there's a chance he wins. Like, this is, like, this is his new thing. I mean, they... Look with Okada. Like, they changed up his attire whenever they, they were going to bring him back the champ. They, they gave yeah. him the short... The trunks back. I did not put a note about this, but this is... That is exactly what I was thinking. I mm. Like, whenever this match started, there was numerous things, like... I'm like, there's no fucking way Okada is fucking losing the title of Sonata, Sonata after yeah. his first first fucking you know, his first defense here. But then here's the thing, fucking Tito told me that there was a giant spoiler and not to watch the internet. I'm on the last match. I'm like, well, I guess the fucking spoiler of Sonata's gonna win then. <laughs> and I'm shit. like, well, fuck, maybe he will. But I'm like, there's no way. And then he comes out with this new ring attire. I'm like. Maybe he is going to win with this new look and everything, because I had that same fucking thought. And then, they keep emphasizing how Sonata lost five times to him. I'm like, well, fuck, maybe it's time for him to finally beat him. Yeah, I mean, There's so many things that they were doing to make me think that he could win this. Yeah, it makes you think, like, like just seeing him in the new attire alone, like, you're like, why would why would they dish out money on, like, a, yeah. a whole new, like, all new, new gear look and for everything. Him. Yeah, new gear, all that. I, I definitely liked it, but yeah, I had the same thought. Um... Okada tombstone reversed into a skulling attempt, but Okada reverses it back into a tombstone. Uh, Rainmaker reversed into skulling, but Okada eventually gets out. Tiger suplex by Sonata was a really good false finish. Okada hits a spinning Rainmaker. Uh, he goes for another Rainmaker. It is reversed, and Sonata locks in the skulling again. You missed, did, you, did you bring up that crossbody where he jumped like 37 feet outside the ring? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, where he... <laughs> like, how do you jump that far? How yeah, he jumped you... over the fucking rail. Uh, it, it, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how he's able to do that. Well, sometimes he can float. He's established this. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. fucking right. Whenever you can just jump in the air and float over there, it's not that hard to fucking <laughs> I guess do. Guess so. Um, sorry. No, you're good. Broke, I broke, I broke up the momentum. That's, that's of what the, you. Of need, that's what you need to do. Um, so he locks in the skull, and again, Okada gets out of it, but he gets put back in. So this is like the second time he's been in this. And when he's getting him in the skull in here, he's getting him locked in for a while. So at this point, the referee is like uh, raising uh, Okada's hand and letting it fall. And if it falls three times, the match yeah, is over. Issue here. Well, this is the exact same thing that happened in the New Japan Cup, remember? Yeah. He did the same thing. Yeah. So Sonata lets him out of it and hits a moonsault off the top to Okada's back. He goes for another one, but Okada gets his knees up. Bro, why, why, why do you let go? I don't. I don't understand. I mean, like, I I, I get like he's like, if if they're not gonna, if it would have been perfectly fine, if they wouldn't have done the thing where they made it look like the ref was gonna stop it. If it's a thing where you're like, you have him in the move uh-huh. and you know Okada's not gonna give up, but you're like, well, I can't get him to quit. So if I can get him weakened enough, I'll do a move and I'll pin him. Okay, that makes sense. But whenever you have Red Shoes about to end the match, it makes no sense to do that. Yeah, so I I have an like an explanation, but it's gonna be really geeky and shit. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not that geeky because uh, whatever. I'm gonna just fuck, uh, fucking do just it. Throw it in me. Um, so I always got annoyed during the Dragon Ball Z storytelling, whenever he Goku would just like let someone like one of the bad guys live, just to fight them longer, and I guess I. I was annoyed with that up until the point when I, I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about like Japanese martial arts and stuff, and how like it's like it's like 
the combat itself is more important than than like winning or losing. If that does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And so, like taking taking a, a cheap win is not nearly as great as as defeating them in 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 clear clear combat. Like I get what you're saying, and I would think it's perfectly fine if it wasn't for like the world title. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Well, even if they, like the announcers could have just said something and been like, "Well, he he wants to he wants to beat him standing up or something," yeah. and like like that that's his motive. That's his that's the story they're telling. Yeah, there was really nothing to explain it. I'm just at all like, like like as a as a viewer, I'm just watching him about to win, and then he's like, "Well, well, fuck, I'm just gonna change up my 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 winning strategy for no reason at all." Yeah, but that I mean that's where I can kind of like write right in myself but like not I, I don't think a lot of people have like who are coming from WWE or other places where where it's not that Japanese martial arts style I don't know dude, me personally I can't even like I don't know I get what you're saying but like in my head I'm like I get that but it's like you're, it's also like it's your it's your finishing move so it's not like it's a cheap victory you know what I mean like it, that's exactly how I felt all the time when saying, I was like, reading reading Dragon Ball Z. It's, it's the same type of storytelling. It's the same story that they're telling. Where, where they're about to, like all he has to do is like do one big blast and it fucking kills the guy on the ground. But no, he, he lets them live to fight more. And and I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. But it's it's a cultural thing. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how come Okada didn't do it then? It'd have been more fair that way. Yeah. <laughs> like. I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's just something I don't think we, in our culture, understand. Well, they need to point that out then. Th- I that's agree. Why. I'm one, that's one, the thing. I'm 100 percent there with you. Because I've never even heard them talk about that in any type of match. So, I mean, if that's fine, if that isn't, that's fine. But they need to. They've never talked about it in a match. I've yeah. only, that's only stuff I know from other Japanese yeah. culture things. But uh, so after that, there's a great back and forth spot where they are fighting for a tombstone. I thought that was really cool. When they were like fighting really hard to get the tombstone, they kept reversing it and blocking it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonata gets Skullin in again, but Okada gets out and misses two Rainmakers. Sonata hits a Rainmaker of his own for a great false finish. That one really got me. Okada reverses Sonata, flipping to set up the Skullin into a spinning tombstone, followed by a Rainmaker. Okada wins by pinfall and is still the champion. Yeah. And uh, so it was, it was a really good match. And uh, so Okada's cutting a promo. I I, I think the uh, the G one match was better from Okada, and I think the the Sonata, I enjoyed. I think it was it Sonata Okada in the New Japan Cup. Yeah, the New I Japan think Cup. I think their match in the New Japan Cup was better. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I remember liking the New Japan Cup, but I wasn't like blown away by. I it. remember liking this match and getting more emotion from this match than I did here. But I also have had a shitty day, and I was not really. All in the mood to watch yeah. wrestling when I was watching. I mean, it. I I think I kind of just for me they were both pretty much the same for me. Okay, but um, so Kata's cutting a promo in the ring and the lights go out, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, who's it gonna be? I was like, is it Moxley? Is Moxley gonna be here already? What's it gonna be? Oh, <laughs> uh, you fucking Mark. I'm like, what's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? And then it's Jericho. He says he's challenging Okada at Dominion for the title, and I'm like. Why do you get to fight for the title? So well, you, you just know, lost. That's a really. Why are good you point. fighting for the title right now? Some WWE bullshit. But whatever. Right? I was like, I guess because you're Jericho, you get a title shot. Um. So what do, what do you think this means as far as their relations with AEW? Um. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and bring this up. So, 
And after this happened, because Tito's like kind of texting me, did you finish the show yet? I'm like, no. And then, because uh, <laughs> no, he was waiting for yet. me to like, like, to talk about what happened. I was like, oh shit. And he goes, he texts me and he goes, so he's like, I think it's really cool. And he goes, I think this is a, a, um, a sign that, you know, New Japan is going to be more open to something, working with AEW. And I go, I think you're 100% wrong. I don't think this has anything to do with that at all. I was like, Jericho clearly stated in his con when he signed with AEW that his contract said he could still work with New Japan. He always intended on working with New Japan. So I don't think this means anything for AEW. I think they're in the exact situation they were a month ago. I don't think they're going to work together at all. I think this is just Jericho working with New Japan. And then, like... How do we know other people's contracts in New Japan or in AEW don't say similar things? Well, Omega's does. Omega's Omega does? can show up in New Japan right. just fine. But, I mean, certain people have in their contracts, like, stuff like that. But I think in regards to being allowed to work with other big promotions... I think only like them two have that, you know what I mean? Because they're they're like big talents. Yeah, and they, I think for the most part, established they're, yeah, I think for the most part they're not letting people do that. But like the next day today, I was like looking on in, in the internet. There was an article on WrestleZone that basically said um, New Japan and AEW uh, still not working together because I guess people were thinking the same thing. There's an article about how like the, the Jericho showing up meant nothing in regards to their relationship, which is what I thought, but. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I didn't. I mean, I still think they're gonna eventually work together. I just don't think yeah. it's 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 gonna be a matter well, of time. Well, I mean, dude, just the fact that they're letting them use Kenny Omega, like Kenny Omega's huge, like 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 that's like your fucking top talent, arguably. Well, the thing is too, though, I don't know that it's as much as AEW's letting them. I think Omega was like, I think it was just what Omega demanded in his contract. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think the AEW was like, yeah, we're going to let New Japan use Kenny Omega. Omega's just like, I want to be able to work wherever else I want to. Mm. Because, I mean, there was a while, I remember, we were like, is Omega going to sign with AEW? Is he going to sign with WWE? He was negotiating with multiple ones. Yeah. So he was able to, like, get in his contract what he yeah, wanted. I, I still don't think there, uh, at any point, like, uh, Omega would have gone to WWE. I think the only legitimate options were AEW or New Japan, and that was it. I mean, he made it sound like he was seriously considering him. I don't know. And you can I, say I whatever you want that for negotiation. Yeah, practice. I can't imagine, like, in his heart, he's like, yeah, that's going to be a good time. Like, he's just, he's, it's, yeah, you're, like, well, here's like the thing. what you said in, in his heart. Like, yeah, there's like, no... Dude, Alvarez points this out all the time. Like, whenever... The the whole thing with Sasha Banks, where she's pissed off and won't come to work, right? He goes, I don't fucking understand these fucking people that do this. It's like, you knew exactly what WWE was when you fucking signed your contract. Yeah. Why are you shocked all of a sudden that it fucking sucks there? You knew that it sucked. You re-signed for three years, so fucking suck it up and deal with it. If you knew it sucked, then don't fucking resign. Don't go there. Yeah. It's not a surprise. Everyone knows that it sucks, but you decide to go there anyway for the money, so fucking be a grown-up and just do your contract. Yeah. And he makes a good point. Like, it's not like it's magically going to be better all of a sudden after you sign a contract or resign. Yeah. Like, people know it sucks. So, like, yeah, I can't imagine Omega's like, yeah, this is going to be good. They're not going to let you do anything you fucking want to do. Yeah. Like, they're just going to ruin you. So I can't imagine he was, but yeah, I think I think New Japan is gonna like work with them after they get their TV deal. Dude, it's like like amazing how how like unaware of like the the WWE fans are just like in this fucking bubble. They man. really are. Like like I heard I was listening to a podcast. I dude I enjoy this podcast too. The I don't know, uh, Four Storman. Have you ever heard of that one? 
Uh, they're like oh. actual like stand up comedians who have like Netflix specials and stuff. Huh. And they, they Jesus like talking about WWE. But the one dude's like, yeah, the, WWE really has to like open their book and get like someone like fucking Kenny Omega in there to shake things up. I'm like, dude, they're not gonna shake they're, anything they're, up. They're not going to get Kenny Omega in there. They're not going to shake anything up if he goes there. Like just like imagining like, I, like. I don't know, man. Dude, their ratings are like this past week are like record fucking low. They're so bad, dude. WCW when it was at its worst before it went off the air had better ratings than SmackDown now, this week. That's they brought that up on that podcast too. They're like, yeah, the ratings are like really awful right, now. and that's why they were talking about that. The um, the ratings are really awful right now, but they also had the counterpoint that like just TV ratings in general are like really low. But don't those ratings also include streaming numbers? It includes every streaming number. Okay. It includes so that's Hulu, why that, it includes YouTube, everything. I, I immediately dismissed it. I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure that includes like Hulu and any other place that it streams. So that's still really fucking And bad. another counterpoint to that bullshit argument is that the rating number is a, it's, it's, the rating is a percentage. Okay. Like there's a hundred percent of people watching on cable. 1.8% is watching SmackDown. Okay, then yeah, it's done. It's the amount of people watching the fucking show of everyone. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like, like, like that's when, like, their arguments are fucking idiotic. And, like, and it's also the number of people. Like, you know, 1.8, and it's like, I don't know, it's not, it's not like 1.8 million. That's the percentage, and then there's also the amount of people, which is similar to that number. But, like, yeah, like, whenever TNA debuted against, like, Raw, like, I think in 2010... They did more than this. Whenever people were like, oh my God, what a terrible debut. They only did like 2 million viewers. Like SmackDown did 1.8. Like it's so bad right now. And apparently I guess like Alvarez and them are saying that a lot of like the TV companies are like seeing how bad it's doing. And everyone's like, AEW needs to fucking sign before like the people are doing these deal with see how bad wrestling's doing because of WWE and their deal gets worse. They need to hurry up and sign their fucking deal before these fucking people are negotiating with are like, man, wrestling is not as hot. Yeah. Because WB's doing so bad. It's yeah. a good point. They need to hurry up and sign their fucking deal, man. Yeah, I still... I, I know you you hate it, and... I, I, dude, I'm definitely rooting that they go into TBS or TNT. But, like, even True TV is still, like, a, a fairly big market. If you look at the, the Impractical Jokers, they, dude, they, they're touring. They're fucking selling out stadiums when they come to town. Like, they're getting... Like, they're getting... Uh, fucking publicity and, 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 and ratings like I don't like I can't open a comic book without seeing an Impractical Jokers ad like a wide reach yeah yeah well, that's it we're done let's go I wanna go home shitting on True TV over here hey fuck True TV yeah. fucking detectives alright um, oh, uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at BreakroomBS1. Yeah. Instagram is at BreakroomBS. Uh, look out for my uh, weekly coverage of Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, everything. NXT, um, yeah, all, all those hour-long weekly shows. Um, what are we reviewing next? Me? What? Like we? What are we doing next? The best of Super Juniors is like two weeks away. Are we doing War of the Worlds? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I guess week? so. I think so. I mean, we'll do something. Yeah. Keep an eye out for something. All right. See you later. Bye.
record that? Yeah. Dude, that was, that was starting off the... Okay, so you ready for it? Yeah. So, on tonight's Raw, oh, Vince McMahon oh, implemented the new wild card rule, where at any time... Dude. I'm so scared. You're gonna I'm ask, so scared. You're going to ask me to explain it, and I'm like, no, because <laughs> I can't. At any time... There can be three wrestlers from the other show on that show. But, like, I, it can only be three. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand, like, who decides who it is, how long they're there. Like, none of it makes any sense to me at all. I don't fucking understand it, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I genuinely don't know what the fucking say to I don't that. Know, I don't understand what any of it means. I don't understand what it means, dude. Like, I, I don't know, dude. I it's like it's know. a rule for a competition that doesn't fucking exist. I don't know. Like, how's there a brand split if three superstars can just come to that show now? I don't understand. Like, I don't get what they're fucking trying to do. Dude, like, I, I'm just like. It's I, I, so dumb. Like, if it was a competition, that's when you establish rules. Like, okay, you can only have three crossing over at a time. It's like, alright, so what if more crossover? Does someone. Who gets like, penalized? Like, what, what the fuck like, does that I don't mean? I understand. Like, is. is it, I need to It's like, is someone just being like, hey, uh. Are there even general managers? I don't think there are. So who, like, gets to... Like, do people just randomly show up? And then, like, someone else shows up on the other show? Like, I don't fucking... I don't fucking understand. Like, I don't get it at all. Maybe we had had to have been there. It's like one of those things where you have to be there. Uh, I'm gonna listen to Wrestling Observer. I'm hoping that they can fucking explain what the fuck any of this shit means, dude. Uh, yeah. I don't... I, I don't have these fancy pants podcast like you that you have to pay like a million dollars a month for. Okay, I use Tito's. It's free. But I, <laughs> That does make it free. I don't pay a dime because Tito pays for it. I, I have uh, Fightful... I, I don't even have Fightful Select. I don't even have the paid version of Fightful. I have the free version of Fightful. I heard that they changed... That, that they, um, like... Sean Ross Sapp is my source. Is that like someone like that you know that you suck his dick? What's happening? That's, I don't know. That's like the lead... The lead. That's that's like the the fucking what's that guy's name? Seth Rollins. What's it, no, the dude's name from Wrestling Observer. Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer. Brian he's Alvarez. like that. He's like he's like the one of them, of of Fightful. Mike, Mike Sepervivi. <laughs> so I keep saying names. Um, what was I just gonna say? Oh yeah, did you hear they like fucking up uh, like upgraded the uh, some Impact streaming service or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's the exact same thing. Cool. It's the exact same thing, except it's called Impact Plus. It sounds way better. Yeah. So how did? So I can watch. I can watch Impact now. The Tuesday after it airs, still, just like I could with GWN. I was gonna say because you told me that. I remember you telling me that's what they were doing with the one you you were already telling me about. Yeah. I mean, so far I haven't seen anything that has made it worth like. Anything. Are the pay-per-views any different? Because I know you said the pay-per-views were like months later or some shit. Uh, I did not see Rebellion on there whenever I checked on Sunday. So it's still useless? As far as I know, yeah. Cool. Cool, I'm going to sign up for that. 
Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Dude, like... I, I really would watch them on Twitch, but I'm not home on Friday, so there's yeah. no way for me to do that. And I don't I don't want to pirate it. I want to contribute. I re- the impact Impact Wrestling. I really do want to contribute towards I w- you. I want to give you my money. <laughs> How can we make this happen? I, How can I you need, make it worthwhile? Yeah, I, like I would pay five to ten dollars a month if you guaranteed that that five to ten dollars a month would get me the weekly episode. When it comes out, I'm willing to pay five dollars to contribute. I mean, that's why a general business. streaming service. And it is funny. Yeah, I'm willing to pay you five dollars to keep you in business. If I ain't going any higher than five. I mean, R- Ring of Honor should be lucky they're still getting my money. Are you drinking alcohol? Yeah, dude. This is a, a beer. This is called lemon seltzer water sparkling water dude you can't you can't drink and drive <laughs> that's against the rule don't tell <laughs> dude, you this know, is the longest post credit scene ever it is it's just because I'm trying to play Yahtzee <laughs> you bastard <laughs> hey you know what's really weird every single one of Conrad's podcasts now there's a commercial about I don't understand who sponsors this. There's a commercial about not trying to cross in front of trains and get Dude, killed. I, I <laughs> Did you hear it? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this everywhere? What's happening? Like, are, are there really that many people that are getting killed by trains? That the government's like, we got to do something about this. How are... How we're are, on drugs, we're losing it, but we got to take care of these trains. How There's are, too many train deaths. How are people who drive vehicles not, like... Cautious. Of, I, I don't know. Of like, crossing dude, train tracks. I will never, ever, ever be like, I'm gonna go for it. I'm, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? I'm gonna gun it, man. Dude, have you ever seen videos of people doing that? Of getting killed by trains? Of just like trying to floor it before. Do you watch Faces of Death or something? No, there's like there's like like security footage of like a, like like an old guy who's just trying to like. Run the run the ramp, even though the the arms are down. You know, the arms that come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they'll just like gun it right underneath, like for like no reason at all. I mean, at least if it's an old guy, it's like, well, he's gonna die. He's at limited time. I understand why he's, he's just, in a hurry. He's just living his best life. You well, see. he's gonna be dead soon, so he needs. To, he needs <laughs> I understand, like, but someone's just like, I gotta get to work. It's like it's fucking work. Who cares? Fuck work. Yeah, like just fucking slow the fuck down, man. Calm down, bro. Uh, how much how much time's left in this game? I thought we were doing the post credit thing still. This is. Oh, that's the only reason I'm doing this. I, I know. To, I don't even need to do this. We're we're on the same page. What you and me are saying right now are the same thing, but from different angles. Oh, then what's the problem then? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out the Black Panther comic. I had four pages left. I'm gonna finish this. Uh, yeah. Well, how do you feel about Black Panther socks? Dude, uh, pretty good actually. Oh, cool. So this new the fucking new series they have he's in space, bro. Black Panther. Like Wakanda has like their technology advanced so much that they're just in fucking space, like communicating with other like. Wait, they look. They're, they're expanding their empire into space because their technology is so fucking advanced. They're trying to like, just. So be they're everywhere. basically trying to take over the entire universe. That's really That's selfish good, of them. Yeah, or whatever. that's kind of what I got from that, to be honest. Okay, well maybe they shouldn't be doing that. Maybe that's not their rights to just be, you know, imposing their human will upon the yeah. universe like that, but the, whatever. The, the more I read the Iron Man comic, the more I think of the X-Files. This issue, Tony Stark's brother, right? His, his long-lost brother, because he just apparently found out he was adopted last year. 
and uh, his brother, also super smart, went to help some ranch. And on this ranch, none of the cows have like heads. They're just literally walking. Is this on Earth? Yeah, they're just like it's called guilt-free meat, where where like they don't have like a conscience or brains apparently, and and they these cattle started acting out, and it turns out that they were all linked into like a hive mind, and they they ended up uh, stampeding and killing the farmers that own the place. It is fucking weird. It is really weird. And then he tried to help. Uh, he tried to help uh, some musician who was in a car accident, like some violinist, and he gave him some chick's hand. Well, you'd find out at the end of the issue, it was the hand of the, the chick that he hit with his car because he was drinking, and the hand kept writing things like, what are you doing to me? How am I, why am I here? And it was freaking the guy out. And he's like, this is what you get for, for drinking and driving. You have to live with the, the other person's hand. Well, it was a good message. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, did you learn anything from it was, that? It was fucking freaky. Just I drinking and driving over here. I, I learned to sit on my hand before before jacking it. This is... <laughs> the stranger. This is literally <laughs> the last one I'm doing. I'm going to be done in about one minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> what's, the, what's the one from uh, Zach and Murray? Murray? Um, Murray. Um, the Dutch Murray. Rudder. The Dutch Rudder. And then the, there's the, the double, double Dutch, Dutch Rudder. rudder. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> The double Dutch rudder. That's great shit. Jason Muse is great. Oh, fuck. What was that? The new movie's coming out, man. The new Jansson Bob. Yeah, d- dude. <laughs> Kevin Smith was really fucking circle jerking around his own movie. He was talking about how, like, he was reviewing Infinity War. He's like, the only other movie I know that, like, put this much fan service. Uh, and it Jane was Silent it was the Bob. Jane Silent Bob reboot. I'm like, I'm like, oh, the reboot. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Really upselling this movie. Better be good. It sounds good. How do you, I mean, from him. For, I mean, from him. <laughs> it sounds good from what the man that made it has been telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it'll be it'll be a winner. I like Kevin Smith. Yeah, I do too. Although he's a vegan now, so that's not good. <laughs> Whatever floats his fucking boat. He's a he's a PC vegan. He's scared of offending anyone that's not a vegan. Have you ever listened to his daughter's music? I, I think they're called the Tenth. Really? She's name. like she's a band. Yeah, she's a band. They're not uh they're not that bad, but you would fucking hate them. Why? Because why are you not, just judging me like that? It does not strike me as your type of music, bro. Well, what do they sing? Do they sing fun songs? Uh, actually, you might like it. I don't know. Why? Why might I like it now? All of a sudden. Because I just remembered you like like Gwen Stefani and, oh, yeah, I do and like Taylor Gwen Swift. Stefani. I do like Taylor. I do like lame music. Did you forget? That's great music. Did you I don't forget know what the about fuck me? you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. It is great. You, music. you had a full house there, bro. I know, right? I have a. I have fishes right here, and I'm done, bro. Dude, this is like twice the length of the whole podcast. This is. Is you still recording this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're still recording our post credits oh, scene, Yahtzee, baby. I got a Yahtzee, motherfucker. Yahtzee. That's 80 a, points, that's baby. One. We're just going to call it Yahtzee. <laughs> that's going to be the name of the episode. That, that's it? You're done now? No, I have to lose real quick. No. There. Now I'm done. All right. We're, we're out of here. See you guys.